Hello and welcome to Breakthrough Conversations. We've got Saru Shahidazada co-hosting again. What Hello. a pleasure. And we are joined by uh, Rosalia Mustafa, who does the teachings of Mary Magdalene. And thank you so much for opening your home to us. Thank I'm you. so excited for this. Pretty and um, synchronicities are stacking up here in Denmark. Mm. Um, can awesome. I ask you the, the first question is, yeah. how did you first find Mary Magdalene? I, I was sitting in my backyard with mm. a book mm. called the Magdalene Manuscript. Mm. And my daughters were playing and I could hear them playing. It was actually, rate my handstand, mom, rate my handstand. Mm. So I was in between rating the handstands and holding this book. Mm. And I opened it and I read the first paragraph. And the whole backyard transformed into, it was a realm of, I can't really put it into words. Um, it was as if time had stopped. Wow. And next to me was this incredible, beautiful woman. And when I looked at her and we met eyes, like I cried. She said, I'm Mary Magdalene. Wow. And my heart was just, I, I, I found love. I met love. A love that wow. I never knew was possible. Wow. And she asked, do you want to teach? And I said, yeah. And then she's like, look. And when I looked, it was like an ocean of woman wearing red. Wow. That it was like past woman that held the lineage. Mm present woman that hold the lineage and future generations that will remember the lineage. Wow. And then in a split of a second, I was back in my backyard looking at the girls and it's like, what just happened? Wow. Because I wasn't, I was into spirituality, but it was more the, the body, like the yoga, the, <coughs> the retreats here and there. But that one mm. was the first time I actually went into different realms and I got initiated into what is possible. Wow. And then I closed the book and I just went, okay, cool, this is happening. And then three months later, it just evolves, mm. like it grows, and then you follow those synchronicities. Yeah. And then I started to get very curious about her. Mm. And then reading the books was great. I started to collect books. I needed knowledge. Mm. And although the woods are incredible and they share a transmission, of the author's emotions and feelings and wisdom of the Magdalene, mm. there is something that it cannot be in a book. There is something that when you sit with yourself mm. and when you sit at the altar or nature or talking with a good friend and you ask yourself, why do I want to feel that frequency? Mm. What is it that I want in the Magdalene? What am I seeking for that is so fascinating? And then when you find that specifically to you, mm. instead of searching for her externally, you come in and you find it internally. So mm. why was, my mind really wanted to go, oh my God, I was initiated into the Magdalene. I had a vision and I was, and it was epic, but yeah. is that serving me? here right now mm. how do i how can i teach what do i know yeah. and it's all the internal 
path of the Magdalene teachings, right. which well. I feel every woman and every man, they're so different and yet so the same. They yeah. have the same texture, mm, but mm. every woman will have a different experience of the Magdalene because every woman will have different trauma or different life story, different background, yeah, yeah. different countries where you grew up, different religions, mm. and yet the Magdalene is like touches all. Yeah, I I think wow. she's like the bomb. Wow, yeah, all is the frequency of the Magdalene. So she's essentially like a, a Jesus Christ figure. She's a Christ consciousness yeah. in the feminine body. Mm. That's beautiful. And yeah, I, she's epic. I can't, I can't believe that this is not common knowledge. It's not out there. Like I've only just found out about this th this week, you know, and I've heard about Jesus my whole life. Yeah. So it must be, is it being written out of the Bible and it's been suppressed and taken down and Do you know those sorts of things? It's been for, this is my theory, right? Mm. 2000 years ago, Christ was, his consciousness was here to open the possibility that we're all divine and human at mm. the same time. The, the light body is here. There is no separation. Mm. And then the Magdalene, we'll go into it. But since then, there's been systems put in place very cleverly to make you forget this. So no. of course it's not common knowledge because mm. there is, like I said, systems been put in place specifically so you don't know. Yeah. School systems. Mm. I, I did send my girls to school and then it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. So then I homeschool the girls. Mm. These systems are put in place so everything that connects you to that part of yourself that you're born with mm. gets forgotten, mm. annihilated, suppressed. Yeah. And then I'm going to talk for me personally, yeah. but growing up as a young woman, we're disconnected for our menstrual cycle, which is the teachings of the Magdalene, the power of the womb, yeah. a blood that actually gives life. And instead, again, there is a system that we're okay watching blood, which is war mm. on TV. We're okay growing up with death blood. It's so normal for us. And yet we talk about the blood that holds life and we feel disgust. Mm. So anything to do with the consciousness in the feminine body, we're either sluts, whores, mothers, sisters, like our own sexuality, anything that a woman embodied Mm. represents is shamed. I grew up in a really strong Catholic family and the more I was myself, the more they actually believed I was possessed by the devil. And I could not comprehend how what they were teaching in the church didn't match what I had in my heart. Mm. So all my like childhood, I, I wasn't matching the church I could feel mm. and it was sacred. The images of the Virgin, breathtaking. But then the teachings, they, there was something not quite true. So mm. I feel like, um, I digress, but going back to why is this not common knowledge? It's because they don't want it to be common knowledge. Mm. Imagine young woman 
connected to the earth, the emotions that are hard, we're not easy to control. Mm. Yeah. Imagine mothers and sisters and community, imagine men connected to this femininity that is soft and yet so fierce. Mm. It's beautiful and how we can create the sacred union be between the Christ consciousness and the embodiment. Mm. So we have the heavens and we have the body as portals to the heart. Mm. How can separation live in that? It can't. How can yeah. you be controlling that? You can't. So of course she goes suppress. Mm. Of course we need to burn, kill, annihilate, judge. And then what I find incredible, fascinating and yet raging, how you just teach a couple of generations and then the mothers will pass on to the daughters. They don't have to do anything else. Mm. It's like nobody talked to me about my sacred mm. blood mm. or the connection with Mother Mary or because it's so shamed in them that then yeah. it's so cleverly put in place that for generations just keep passing to your daughters that this is how you need to be a good wife. Mm. or a good subservient to the church or now we're changing we're yeah. like these new frequencies is happening yeah. Yeah. i mean how i grew up and how i'm raising my daughters is completely the opposite mm, so it's this this new wave coming through i mm. feel is the magdalene for me yeah. in my experience and existence is the magdalene beautiful because she doesn't leave any stone under and she goes like through the shadow and the womb and the heart and the consciousness Mm. I have never met or felt anything more complete because she loves completely the humanness mm. and completely the divine. Mm. There is no one or the other. When I was practicing a lot of yoga, it was more of ascending, transcending. Yeah. And if I felt sad or rage, or it wasn't like, oh, I must be not doing something right. Mm. So I was disassociating from my body a lot. Yeah, right. And then the Magdalene it. came in mm. and it's like actually go into it. What is inside your body? What is here mm. as a woman? Mm. What are you feeling? Be with it and face it. Yeah, and then that's how I met God. Like mm. I can meet here and in my heart, mm. but like in the depths, in like the mm. dance. There she is. Yeah. There he is. There it is. It's not. I don't mm. have to transcend anything in this human experience. Beautiful. She's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And what are the, some of the teachings involved? You're talking about was it the, the black rose and then the, the white rose or different levels yeah. of initiation or yeah. learn this process? So when I, I'm going to call it downloading, but yeah. when I'm sitting and downloading or hearing or feeling or having the visions of her teachings. The first one is the black rose, which I think is pretty incredible and is that dense experience of the humanness. Realizing that without the shadow, we will not be able to see the light. Mm. So it's going into shadow work, but it's going through shadow work through like the heart so being able to hold 
all those parts of yourself that you don't really want to look at. But it's very quick to look at them in other people. Yeah. And it's very quickly to judge or separate or I'm, I'm a little bit more spiritual than you. Right. Like that. Um, the spiritual ego. Yeah. yeah. Like I found that without me tapping into that, like my heart was epic. Like it was wow. really, and yet I had rage. And yet I had deep sadness. And if they come up, I will judge them. Mm. because why am I not in the heart? So I will create separation within myself. Mm. And yet with the black rose, he integrated wow. the dense parts of myself. And I just love them. It was mm. learn to love the parts of myself that I really wanted to shame mm. Mm. or that I was really scared to tap into. Mm. And it's done with such grace that it's not over. Mm, it doesn't overtake mm. the the going into the trauma is balanced with a loving heart. Yeah. So it's done with awareness and wow. it's done in a container where it's actually quite safe for me to go into trauma of child abuse. Mm. Otherwise it gets too crazy without I found without going through the heart. Yeah it could become a little bit chaotic in my yeah. experience. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. And then when I was able, so she will give me the teachings and then I will practice them for three months, like mm. in my body. It's like, wow. what is this experience? Mm. And then when I love myself and my shadows, I like the next teachings will come. And I also know that my shadows need to be loved until the day I die. It's not like, oh, I'm done. I've done the process for three months, three years. Until mm. the day I die, things will come up because yeah. the human experience is intense. Mm, yeah. So, but it's having, what's the reaction time between a fear or a trauma coming up and me loving it and accepting it? Mm. And me having, the courage and the willingness to actually want to sit with it mm. and love it and ask it what it needs. Mm. And I love that because through that, when I can feel that within me, I found a different level of compassion for my fellow human beings. Yeah. When they're raging or they're sad, and it's like, of course you're raging, of course you're sad, come. Let me hold you on that. Let me actually remind you that you're absolutely lovable in your mess. Mm. And there is nothing that you need to seek but to just love. I love Black Rose. I love all of them, but yeah. like the first one is like this. Oh, all I have to do is just love myself. Mm. Like really, just love. Mm. And be able to feel and experience in this body. Yeah. In my emotions, I don't have to transcend mm. anything that comes up. True. No need to escape. No, and it's, it's actually beautiful. Once that energy has the space and you feel it, but we're not taught to do this, so it feels so scary. One, because mm. the body's going to go, oh my God, are we here again? And then the mind is going to go, don't do it. You're fine where you're at. So it's this whole thing. It's like, oh, is it welcome for me to scream and rage and punch pillows? Mm. Yeah, it is. Mm. 
remember. Yeah. It is. Express it. Release it. Feel it. Mm. And then it just, there is this moment of sweet grace when it just alchemizes into the most incredible, unconditional, integrated part of yourself that you have been suppressing for so many years. Mm. And if only you knew that what you have to do is go in and love it. And then there is an expansion within you, like nothing has changed externally, but within you, mm. there is this new, for me, is this new queendom, this new territory that is like, oh my God, how is this so possible? Mm. And every time I come out of a process, my whole reality outside has changed. So I sit here and I look at the water and it's new. My whole, the, the way I look at my daughters is new. The way I look at my husband is new because I just allow myself to die, alchemize and rebirth myself anew. Wow. In my altar. Like it's possible, so possible anywhere. Mm. Like destroy, destroying the old part of you and then rebuilding that new part of you. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. And, and if she wants to come up because I can feel her. I can feel her in my rage. I can feel mm. her in my sadness. I can feel her in my longing for something deeper, more meaningful. Mm. And yet, I can spend three months just pretending that it's not there. Going, no, I'm okay, actually, I'm okay. I'll just do some breath work and be cool. <laughs> like, it's okay. I'll just do a flower crown and I'm okay. And then inside, I've got this tornado of... Mm. It's like, please feel me. Yeah. Why are you scared of? What what some what were some of the practices that um, you did to to feel that or to to be in your heart? Like, how do you how do you be in your heart? Okay. It took me a really long time because I had my heart so guarded. I had it so protected mm. over life things do happen and I couldn't trust. I couldn't trust anybody really deeply. Mm. It's like I have to do it all alone. I'm gonna end up alone anyway. I'll have to survive. So my heart was just so, I had it really well protected. And then to tap and people will say, just go into your heart and it's like, mm. I just run up like an eyelid. <laughs> the only thing I can feel is it's not safe. Stop telling me to go into my heart when my heart is not safe. Yeah. So the first practice for me was actually to be okay with what's on it, mm. without having to crack it, without needing to feel something. And like really sitting with it, it's like, where are you? where are you at my beautiful heart and it i cried for years every time i asked that question myself i just have like a lot of anger and then a lot of sadness mm. i had a grief yeah like my heart grieved for months at that altar mm. and i just sat with it because it's nothing i wanted from this frequency or this energy but just show me where are we? Where are you? What do you need? And what he needed was to cry. So it wasn't, the vision with the Magdalene was epic because mm. I felt in my heart like what is possible. And then in this reality, in this humanness, it was 
breath, a sound, a movement. Right. So the breath, the sound, touch. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just cried and cried and cried. And then she softened. She opened. She allowed herself to... I say she, me. Mm -hmm. I allow myself, yeah. but that other frequency, even my little girl in my heart, and then she opens. And then you know what it looks like, what it feels like to live with an open heart, and how can you go back? So then when it shuts again, because it's a protection mechanism, it's like, hey, it's okay. We're all right. I'm here. I've got you. Mm. Surrendering to my body, surrendering to my heart, surrendering to the divinity that lives within me and the absolute trust that I am safe and that I can trust without shaming the part of myself that is like, no, you can't. Mm. Does that, is this like, yeah, that makes okay, sense. yeah, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Because I get into my loop and no, it's no, like, no. okay. That was perfectly articulated. Yeah. Really, okay. really I understood. And she, he, she, the energy of the heart will open and contract. That's what it does. It's like pumps, contracts and open. Mm. This theory of living with an open heart, I don't think is realistic. Because we're, we're beautiful human beings experiencing contraction and expansion. Mm. So can we dance with the contraction? Yeah. as willingly and as devoted as we can dance with the expansion. Mm. Can we? And if we can, why not? Ask yourself, why can't we do that? Why can't we just love unconditionally all that we are? Yeah. Mm. All the sticky, dense, not so Instagram worthy parts <laughs> of ourselves. Can we love that? Yeah. And then I feel that when you can love that, another teaching will open, which is the red rose. Red rose. And that's like the womb space, mm. the holy grail. Like yeah. all through history, we have so much reference to the womb of the woman. And is this, it's also is this really similar to done. the chakras in the body? Yeah, they could go through the chakras too, like okay. red and orange yeah. safety and it's a lot of guilt and mm. shame and fear around sexuality that yeah. can go into like the black rose mm. and then the red rose will mix with the womb and the power of being a woman in a woman's body yeah and the womb will also take you like it's it's a gateway mm. into different dimensions yeah. the womb is like next level mm. i could spend like hours talking about this. I'm going to try and like make, if I get too excited, just no, let me okay. know. I, I, I want to hear it all. Yeah. And is this breathtaking place of birth. So, spirit. Yes. What is it that houses a spirit to become matter in this planet? Mm. The womb is this incredible house of God goddess mm. and yet is the most shamed taboo not told about topic in a, in a feminine I think yeah and also connects you to your ancestors the lineage of the Magdalene 
those thousands of women that actually hold the teachings from ancient Egypt of the feminine mysteries mm. and they're all accessible through the womb. Sacred sexuality, the life force that creates life, so shamed, mm. so taboo. We're all here because of that energy. And yet we only like address it like one percent of what is possible. True. And there is this divinity that goes with it when the sexual energies unite and like go up the spine and connects you to God in this body right. with another human. When is the closest you feel to God? It's in an orgasm, mm. right? And like everything disappears, time stops, you're in bliss, mm. you're with God. And through sacred union, that feeling will go for longer. It's not just a genital sneeze, mm. that you're actually meet someone, connect someone, and just go into it for an outcome, which is the orgasm. Yeah. So all of that is great. Mm. But there is also this space where all your energy centers will open with another human being. Your heart will dance, your power centers will connect, your base, and then your throat, and then your connection to God. And you mm. meet both, both God both together and you become one mm. sacred union. Right. Wow. Is Christ that like, consciousness is that, and Magdalene. Mm. That were their teachings. Mm. Is that like Tantra? Si. Yeah. Okay. So Mary Magdalene was a Tantrika. Right. She mm. was a priestess of Isis. Right. Mm. Makes sense. And nothing is shamed. And the snake, the Kundalini. Yeah. It was mm. sacred. Mm. All the pharaohs will have a snake on their um crowns like yeah. the snake is this beautiful reminder of the power that you have within mm. with another human being mm. it's on your own epic with another human being it just dissolves all separation yeah. and yet i find it really interesting that in the bible the snake is the one that brings the devil. Is it the devil or is it the wisdom that God is within you, not externally? Mm. Are we making the snake the devil so we look outside for something to save us instead of actually cultivating inside mm. the power of God, mm. the power of Goddess? And can we share that with another human being? And can we be so completely soft and open into whatever comes up and be seen in that. Mm. Scary, yes, worth it, oh my God. Can you imagine children being raised in homes where the couples have this union? Mm. It's just, but it's, it's our birthright, and yet it's so shamed mm. and so taboo. I don't want my daughters to grow up feeling like there is a part of their body and there is an energy within that actually connects them to the mother mm. that is not okay. Because it is okay, not only is okay, cultivate it, learn about it, mm. devote yourself to it, breathe through it, mm. become it, 
and then you become the creatrix of life. Honor your womb, honor where you are, honor your boundaries, honor your blood. For thousands of years, this planet and all the cultures on it mm. were devoted to the goddess, to the yoni, to mm. the blood rituals. Not that long ago, it shifted and it changed. Mm. It's like, can we remember? And it's not about woman taking power and woman leading. It's about the balance. Yeah. Can we balance that? And when a woman is connected to her woman, her shadows, her heart, the, on, uh, for me, she wants to honor her man. She doesn't want to create separation. She wants to lift him and love him and nurture mm. him. So it's this union and connection. Mm. I, I'm going to go a bit off topic here, but this new wave of woman leading, the matriarchal, it's like, it's, it's disconnected. Yeah. It's disconnected. I mean, it's great. Great. But are we connecting with the men? Are we supporting our men? With it, or when are we gonna stop shaming one another? Mm. Like men have the trauma. Men had as much as we do. I have perpetrated in me. Mm. So does David, my partner. Mm. Like there is no, I have unconditional love in me, and so does him. Which one do I want to cultivate? Which one do I want to rise with him? Mm. I just. In my heart, it's like I think it's time to balance the masculine and the feminine and come together. As I've got three daughters and I want them to be empowered, but for me that means can you love your partner when you have one? Can you love the men equally as how you love yourself? There is a union there. Mm. I feel like the separation needs to stop. Yeah, it's so true. Wow. What are some like uh, values that you um, that you have to to create a long term relationship, like a loving relationship, a healthy relationship? Oh my god! Okay, so me and David have been together eighteen years. Oh wow! And the first few years, there was no spirituality. We were like normal, standard relationship. Mm. And then I had my awakening with. Mary Magdalene, and that didn't go very well. That went like pear shape because I saw what was possible. I felt what was possible. So the whole life wasn't serving and I had to sit through fear and a lot of fear. So for two years we co-parent because I couldn't, I was in FM talking about life and he was in AM mm. and it wouldn't matter how much we tried it was just not sinking it was and then I had to choose do I want to be in this relationship looking after my girls being the mother and do I want to deem myself down to not rock the boat or do I want to live with the possibility that I felt in my body? Do I want to live a life that I know is possible? I don't know how to get there, but I can feel it. Mm. And then when I chose me, which it took a while, it didn't just, I chose me. It's like, it's a lot of conditioning and mm. fear. And it's like, oh my God, my daughters. When I chose me, 
everything crumbled and everything broke. And I had to see it in my heart through that. So one of the values will be what do what, what makes me happy? Mm. What do I want? And if I choose that and watch everything else that I love crumble, am I okay with that? Mm. It was intense. But once you know, you know, you can go back. Yeah, yeah. And then my mom got really sick and then she passed away. Anyway, I went to Europe, took my girls with me for like three months. And when I came back, David had changed completely. So in those three months, three months, he had his awakening. Wow. And he started to do yoga and breath work and all the tools. It's like, I feel like he was alone at home. And it's like, if I don't at least question what she's on about, mm. this is me. Alone, yeah. Without my daughters and was and he was that, he spiritual before that? Was he in, no, no. Okay, no. We were just like, uh, yeah. yeah. Did, did he have a no. faith that he believed in? No, no, nothing. Okay, nothing. Do you reckon yeah. it was just the time alone? He had so much time to reflect and to think. Yeah. In the stillness, and then all the seeds that you sort of planted. Yeah. Sprouted. I feel like the mm. question of, I know how much she loves her family. If she's mm. willing to rock the boat on that. Why? Mm. Why, why? Why is she doing that? And when you ask the question, why? Mm. Doors open. Yeah. And it's like, oh. And then I came back and he was this, he was the man that I met, like without all the, I, it was just, we fell in love again. Mm. But this time we fell in love as adults. We actually chose. So I feel like the first time you fall in love, and then the second time you choose. Yeah. You That's choose beautiful. to be in this relationship. Mm. You choose to do life with this person. Mm. It's either a love story or a life story. And the life story is murky. And like, it's quite, there is moments of incredible union and there is moments of like, oh my God. And the values I feel is, can I meet me and give me what I need without expecting him to give it to me? Mm. Can I cultivate within me what I need? And then also ask for what I need because now I know what it is. Mm. Like if, if we come to a place that you could feel it, it's like in the house that is a bit of like, oh, am I gonna engage on a discussion or trying to coach him or, Am I going to try to change this beautiful man's reality? Or am I going to go and sit at my altar and figure out what it is that I need? And then speak up and say, this is what I need. Can you meet me there? Mm. If he says no, again, I have to, I had this conversation not long ago with David. We were talking about it yesterday. I had to sit with the fear of, am I going to lose my family? Mm. Or am I willing to dim my light? and what I need. I mean, the requests are not like life-changing. Yeah. Mm. But every now and then there is an expansion and then David feels like, oh my God, we, here we go again. Yeah. Right. But that's the path of the feminine. Mm. It's like I, I am a different woman every, like almost every month when I bleed and I regenerate myself and I create new belief systems. And then it's like, oh my God, this new woman, what's happening? 
and he just like has to yeah you know be there and witness that but when there is no attachment mm. that's when the love happens i feel yeah when there is nothing that he needs to change within me or yeah can he just witness me mm. what what is the greatest gift a man can give to a woman or to his partner presence like the the non fixing like the from our relationship before and now is is being years in the making when i feel my emotions because i'm a feeling being and can he just witness me in that and can he just see me without trying to change or you should be doing this yeah. controlling the situation or if we go again you're too emotional right. da, 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 da. it's mm. like oh fair enough you're feeling that way it's like this presence mm. and awareness mm. of wow there is a woman that feels mm. and i actually blessed to be able to witness that mm. wow and then when she's like a melting mess that presence that holds her because she feels that she doesn't need to be fixed or shamed or just and then her heart will just open mm. so in the woman the positive pole is the heart and in the man is the his cock yep. and then yeah and then it's the opposite where if a woman's heart is open mm she will open and mm. then if a man's sexuality is open his heart will open so it works so beautiful together right, like a circuit yeah, yeah it's like perfect match so the biggest gift for a woman that a man can give is that presence so her heart can open mm. and when her heart can open she'll just she's like a portal into god mm. when like a, she's like a flower like, opening yeah. yeah so is that holding at that present which like men have also been conditioned to like yeah it's taking david a long time don't get me wrong it's taking mm. us like work it doesn't just happen yeah but it's so exquisite to be able to go through it that i could not imagine my life any other way mm. to actually do the work and it's like where are we stagnant where are we stuck what belief systems are we holding david just wants to fix me he's like oh come here it's okay it's just like, he just wants me to be happy mm. it's like but that's not possible because i'm a human being mm. and i'm not attached to being happy all the time yeah that's a sickness right there yeah so it's, it's we're learning yeah every day we're learning we've been doing this a while and I feel like I'm only just scratching the surface of this realm of mm. relationship. Wow. Can you tell us about the, um, the Knights Templar and oh who they God. were and what they did? Okay. Amazing. This is my theory, yes? Yep. What I read, what I feel, what I see in my meditations. So, the Magdalena the holder of teachings and wisdom of Christ's consciousness in mm. the feminine. Her teachings and the Gnostics, like religion experience in the body, 
everything got destroyed and burned. Everybody got killed. There was like not much left because Christianity, the church came in. So it went underground. The teachings went underground. I feel like they became dormant until mm. a time where we could actually freely express and tap into it and mm. bring back, remember. It's more a remembering than an initiation. Yeah. It's like this lineage of, anyway, don't, that's another. So I feel like she went underground and then up like the sun. So the Magdalene became like the moon in the dark her mm. teachings, and then up in the surface, like the sun, where the Knights Templars, mm. the protectors of the wisdom mm. that God is within, in our bodies. Mm. The Knights Templar, I feel, even just like, they bring a lot of like mystery. When you say the Knights Templars, mm. it's like, what were they? They're protectors of the wisdom of the feminine. Wow. They're the masculine that protects. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're breathtaking. And then they, they get represented as like they go to war and they just lot and But I don't feel that was that. I feel like they know Christ consciousness. Mm. And while the feminine goes into more of the underworld to be protected, they hold that wisdom. Mm. But then also physically protect those women yeah. from the church or the state. Yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. Well, I want to ask, what's your um, view on God? Like, what is your idea or, or your notion of God? Great. God, Goddess. I, I navigate both. So my whole childhood, it was God, mm. external, up there probably with a white beard, on a throne, <laughs> with some clouds. Yeah. And God, his job was to actually watch me and make sure I didn't do nothing that I wasn't supposed because otherwise I would burn in hell mm. forever. Mm. That's the God yeah. that I grew up. That's the, the one that is imprinted in my psyche. Yeah. If I don't behave accordingly, which I never did, so I was gonna burn forever. <laughs> so then I had this fear like imprinted within me. Mm. And now the new God that I found, met, remembered is as within, as without, as above, so below. So is is so big and then so small. I can't, I'll see if I can put it. Okay, I was one day in Fremantle on a sound healing journey. Mm. I went to it, I wasn't into spirituality or anything like that, but I was in a really dark place and I thought I need something. And there is this sound healing in Fremantle. So I went and I just lay in there and it's like, oh yeah, this is good. But when the ditch came over, something happened within that I was there, but I wasn't there. And I journeyed and it just poof, and I became all. I was like, I was gone, but I was the plants, the bear, the planet. I was in like the cosmos. Wow. And mm. that is God. 
and then I came back. I was like, oh, so that's the external part of God, but it's mm. within me. Mm. So every time I close my eyes and I want to tune in, I am closing my eyes and I could go and experience God, but it's me doing it. So there is no separation between me and God. Yes. Me and the goddess. Mm. Yeah. Wow. God, I find, is more like... Uh, in my experience, God is more like vastness, awareness, mm. and then the goddess is like this realm of like feeling, sensation, mm. ecstasy, mm. like bliss. Mm. She's more like it feels like more like a bubble in aliveness. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, God is more like. Mm. And when they both meet, mm. when like. That's just like next level. Wow. I don't have words for that one. Yeah. That's like when spirit and matter kind of connect. Yeah. Right. It's okay. this, just this. Mm. And then I get up from that sensation and go and do my veggie patch. <laughs> like, cool, this is awesome. Because there's no attachment also to, I want to meet God, I want to feel God. I am a seeker of God. Mm -hmm. I am. I think it's breathtaking. Because. It's our birthright to remember mm. and to experience that place. Like the yeah. source of all life, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like exciting mm. and beautiful and mm. divine. We are exquisite beings. I thought for a long time when I was growing up, similar story, like God's over there. Yeah. And he's watching me and I should be doing the right thing, whatever the right thing is. And it creates a lot of fear because you're always like, should I be doing this? Shouldn't I be doing this? Yeah, and, can you um, imagine? Yeah. Like always having to doubt yourself yep. and how you want to navigate. Like I told you, it's very cleverly done. Mm. You put the imprint and then people just do it for the rest of their lives. Yeah. yeah. And they won't break that because of fear. Fear, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I have a lot of love and respect for Christianity. Mm. And I, I do. I just do. I think each to their own, where you find where you're happy. Mm. For me, I was like, oh my God. So my dad was Egyptian. Mm. And in our church in the northern of Spain, mm. um, our main saint is Santiago, one of the apostles. So you could do the pilgrimage of Camino de Santiago. So our church was Santiago's church. And I would sit at the front every Sunday because church was awesome. Like, one, I get to leave the house mm. and like be surrounded by other people. But the main figure was St. James Santiago on a white horse. And the, he was holding the white horse like that. And the legs were like that. And he had a sword. Mm. And underneath were all the Arabs that he exterminated from Spain. Mm. So I will see it every Sunday going, this is a representative of God, and that is my father. The words of love that they're preaching, I don't see. So I will ask a lot of questions yeah. until they're like, she's possessed by the devil. She's questioning she's everything. Yeah. But I couldn't, that's not the love that I could feel. I, re I resonate. I, I, every time I go to go to church, and there was like a, a photo or a, or a cross of Jesus dead on the cross. I'm like, why are you having this as like, the shrine of a of a conquered dead deceased Christ. That doesn't look like love to me. 
the suffering. Yeah. yeah. And that image you were talking about, this looked like war and murder. Yeah. Which it was, you know. And that's the church. But that's what they did. And not only mm. they did it, they actually make it holy and make us watch it. And they mm. preach with that behind them. Why? Mm. So wrong, hey? When the real teachings of Christianity, Christ consciousness, crystalline codes, is mm. like go within and awaken the Christos within you. Mm. The, the awareness that you have God within you. Mm. That's Christianity. Like early Christianity is the most beautiful, all-encompassing religion that I've... Mm. It's, it's just breathtaking. Yeah. But it was all to do with the body. Yeah, like Come narcissism and the way and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and her teachings were epic. I, I love the, the symbology that Magdalene's teachings is of the rose, because the black rose is like the shadow and loving. Yeah. Then you've got the, the red rose, which is the womb and yeah. the blood and the power. What's the, what's the next rose in there? And then you go order? pink. Pink rose. And that's like the softness of the heart. Mm. Anything and everything is lovable. Wow. It's like that is like exquisite, unconditional mm. love. And it's so gentle and yet so fierce. Mm. There is this warrior feeling to that unconditional love mm. that I will meet love no matter what but, within me. Yeah. And that just ripples effects naturally into the well. Mm. What do you see love as? Is it a force? Is it an emotion? Um. I find love to be a great question. It, it changes for me. Sometimes mm. I find love when I, I walk in nature and I see, like here in Denmark is full of magical places. Mm. Some of them bring me to my knees. Wow. That I experience love. Mm. Sometimes I see love. I have moments when I looked and my children are playing or I'm holding my baby asleep and I, I find love in that. Mm. Um, I went to a retreat not that long ago and the whole room of women were crying, like raging from years of pain. And I, I found love in that. There mm. was this frequency of like, oh my God, that is love. For me, it changes. It has so many different textures. It's, I feel like it's the awareness to be in the present moment with just what is, and it doesn't make me high, mm. or it doesn't make me low. It's just like, oh my God, I'm catching this moment right now, right, right yeah. here. This is love. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, like little moments of awareness where everything is like, oh, I'm experiencing this. Mm. Love. Nice. It's almost like love is everything. It connects everyone. But the yeah. more present we are, the more we can feel it. And it yeah. is scary to feel it as well. Like, I remember there's a guy mm. called Matt Kahn who talks about loving and loving fearlessly. I love Matt and I, He's amazing. But I, I resonate with that because sometimes loving can be hard when we're conditioned from the past. Yeah. So we've loved and lost or loved and been shut down or loved and shamed or whatever. But to love is to love fearlessly whether you get it back in return or no matter what the outcome is. You're going to be fearless in the amount that you can love and allow yourself to feel love and open up. And, yeah. yeah. Mm. And, and isn't nice. exquisite to go through the, the wonder 
like am I going to get a buck or not? There yeah. is a bit of excitement in that. There is excitement, It's yeah. like the excitement of life if, if I open and I'm giving. Mm. Like there is no need to bring it back. But what is happening? What am I creating? Yeah. What am I going to feel in return? Yeah. Sometimes I feel like giving love is receiving love because you're experiencing it as you're giving it. So there's no loss, yeah. you know? Mm. I think it's only what is not given is lost. I love that mm, so yeah. much. Zachma quote. But that, that's the pink rose. Is there another rose that Yeah, there is another thing on the pink rose, which are the, the holy chambers of the heart, mm. which that sign with the Knights Templar the that we were. The circle? Yeah, so yeah. the circle and the cross, there's four chambers. Oh, wow. The heart has four chambers. Chambers, yeah. Four mm. directions, four elements, yes. spirit animals. There is like each chamber holds... Mm. You could do a mapping of the chambers of the heart, where you go yeah. through each chamber, and each chamber has one holds grief, the other one holds resentment. So you can go in there and like oh, wow. tap into that and alchemize, and then feel it with each direction, each element. So wow. you're bringing. It's not paganism. It's actually using and working with the elements as tools wow. in your heart, and then. There is a fifth chamber, which is breathtaking. Mm. I love when she teaches me this stuff because it's like mind blowing. Yeah. That is like a web that holds the whole heart. Mm. In phys- it has a name in the physical body. But there is a fifth element. So you've got the earth, yes. fire, and air, and then you've got ether. And then the ether. Which is everything. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. Just then. Oh, yeah. So it's everything. Right. <laughs> like I love when when you cannot make this happen. It's like oh my god, it yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. Mm. And that just holds the, and and for me that is held like in a like a golden web. Mm. And when I'm in that one, every single sister and brother, my human fellow beings, we're, we're all connected like a web. Like neurons in the brain that connect our hearts in that web, they're all like tapped in. Wow. It's breathtaking. And it's so doable. Like you don't have to do apprenticeships of five years. Or I feel also what I love her teachings is because they're just so doable. You just mm. have to say yes. Say yes to that. Mm. And then it, it comes in. It's just been waiting for you to say yes. Wow. Whether the old religions were, even like the yogis, you know, you had to go. I, I feel like they were more designed for men, taught by men, for mm. men. And you have to separate yourself from the family unit and go to an ashram mm. or go to a cave and meditate. I feel like with her, I can just choose the yes, and there I am cooking, and sometimes I have moments in grace, and I'm cooking, and my whole kitchen disappears, wow. and it's just, I mean, I'm in heaven, like literally, there is like light, and beings, and there is unconditional feeling, I don't have to go anywhere, mm. I just have to be willing to say yes, and go through the chambers, and explore, wow. so that's that, and then... So, so the, the four chambers, one had grief, one had resentment. What was the other one? The other two, do you remember? Anger. There's one for forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yeah, and the other one... Oh, I don't want to make it up, so bear with me. Yeah. No, the resentment and anger go together. Right. 
That is one of forgiveness. That is one that takes away the sweetness of life. I don't have a word for that. Bitterness? Or? But it's like, yeah, yeah. there is like, it's a, it's a frequency that we're holding the chamber that actually we cannot experience Enjoy. the sweetness because there is a frequency there that... It's at the opposite of pleasure or allowing, it's like a... Yeah, I will, I will like find that yeah. on my notes. Of I know the word, I just can't think of it right now, but that it's makes there. sense. It's there, yeah. But when you go into those, that feeling or those emotions, you can actually transmute each chamber yeah, so four, you go in into each, yeah. and then you alchemize those frequencies. Mm. And there is always, I find when I guide people into these meditations, there is always a person there. Mm. Like there is always a person that comes up that you're holding the anger. Yeah. And then you go in there and you, you actually bring that person forward. It's quite shamanic. Wow, that's amazing. And then you can practice forgiveness with that one and then each chamber and there was a moment in your life where you decided that this life is not sweet and you're here to suffer mm. and be sad so there is those moments that you go back and it's like okay we're here is this truth is this truth anymore is this serving you anymore mm. let's love it mm. wow. and then that compassion of the heart it's just like i said it's so ready mm. it just is I find that effortless Beautiful. with her frequency. It's just like, okay, mm. you're here. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. Okay, you're willing to have a look at it. Okay, let's go. Mm. It's not as like the red, the black rose. Mm. It's like, oh, and then the pink rose is like, okay, cool. Mm. It also attaches to like the Venusian. It's like this feminine softness. Like the power of the feminine is in mm. her softness. Mm. How softened can she be? How receptive to life can she be? So kind of like the yin and yang. Yeah. You know, like one's soft, one's hard. See. Mm. Mm. And then the last one is the white rose, which wow. is like, that's the trippy stuff. That's really? when you're like, kupuf, and then you get your um, high council. Wow. and light beings and that's just like divinity that's like the crown or opening yeah, up the that's channel and... crowning yourself to like what's possible because mm. you're being through the human experience and you have loved and now you have no attachment i find for me personally when i start from here i don't value my humanness as much yeah because i want to it feels so good and I get so high yeah. that then I, I struggle with the mundane tasks. True. But when I start from the black up, when yeah. I get up here, it's just like anchoring. Wow. It goes all the way through me, into my roots, into my heart, my womb, my shadows, and then it penetrates the earth. And right. that is the channel, that is the bridge. That's beautiful. The Magdalene is the bridge between heaven mm. and earth. Mm. That, that really aligns with a lot of um, my spiritual teachings as well, where okay. you're purifying yourself from the bottom up, your shadow, you're loving all those parts, you're opening the heart, removing any guilt or resentment. Yeah. So when you do open up, you can open up safely and from a place of being grounded, but also I believe that your body and your mind can attract things like attracts like. So if you're harboring any guilt or resentment or anger yeah. or rage, and you're opening yourself up spiritually, 
there can be other entities or energies that can be attracted to that, yeah. which causes negative spiritual experiences and things of that nature. Yeah. So when you're purifying, you're actually allowing yourself to be open and actually safely channeling more of the light because it's you're so much yeah. more light in within your being. It's it's I love it's, that. it's it's like when I was um, a couple of days ago before coming to Denmark, I it's weird because I started looking into what exactly what you're saying, and mm. I started researching it like, mm. and some people say you're going from um, the energetic to the physical, and then some people work from the physical to the energetic place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very it's inter- it's spun out a little bit right now because it's interesting. Um, all these synchronicities that's kind of come Amazing. up t- to this point. Um, and it's the first time I actually looked into like um, like Black Tantra, White Tantra, Grey Tantra, Pink Tantra, just looking into it, understanding it. Mm. Um, so everything you're saying, I'm like, well, I looked into this stuff like a couple of days ago. <laughs> you were already here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's interesting. And you know, each, each person will find what resonates with them. Yeah. Like I've got beautiful friends that just work with the dark mother, the dark goddess, mm. and it's breathtaking. That's their path. Yeah. And then I have friends that are always with the light beings, and that's epic. Mm. I, for me, in my life, I find that having both is what makes me expand more. Yeah. Right. These Magdalene teachings are so beautiful and profound because it encompasses everything. It doesn't compartmentalize, yeah. like, this is Tantra, this is light, this is dark. It's like you're going to start where you're at and encompass all of it. And Tantra is a part yeah. of it, meditation is a part of it, shadow work is a part of it. It's all this one complete system. That's mm-hmm. why I just, Which is just perfect. love her so much. Yeah. And it's done with beauty. Mm. And it's done with grace. Mm. It's done with devotion and surrendering. And it's done with service mm. to something greater. Yeah. And yet, it's experiencing like the most mundane moments. Yeah, the magic happens in the mundane. Yeah, so it's just, just like oh. the white rose is, is like the coronation mm. that is, okay. Can you work from the white rose to the black rose? Yeah. Okay. You could. Right. I, I feel like there's a lot of bypass Yeah. when I did it, because I did it all. When I did more of the white mm. and all stages here and in my heart, who I was in this human that mm. I chose to be here. I chose to come here and experience this exquisite life that, yes, sometimes is painful, but so is divine. Mm. I was half living. True. Pretending that I was okay, but I was like shaming parts of myself that True. just wanted to be loved. And not only did I shame within me, but I will shame other people. Separation, instant. Because that stuff in the shadow just doesn't go away unless you're looked at. Yeah, and mm. the beauty, also the sneaky part of the shadow, is like you don't know what it is. That's why it's called shadow. Mm. If I say I need to work on my shadow, on my sexuality, it's not a shadow. It is conscious. So that's not a shadow. Mm. That's just something that you need to work on. Yeah. What is interesting about the shadow is that you don't know what's going to come up. Right. Because it's the subconscious. So it's like this path into the mystery. Mm. Can you surrender to that? Right. The unknown. Yeah. yeah. Can we love that? Mm. And like get excited about it. Mm. Now, when I feel like contraction, I also like get excited. Because mm. I know there is a part of me coming home. Am I willing to do the work? 
yes or no? And that's what creates the ability for me to feel my density is the ability for me to feel God. They just go hand in hand. Well, if I'm just open here, it's great. And then I come out of my meditation room and I get angry with my kids. So it's not integrated mm. because I don't want to be here doing the mundane. I want to be high as a kite with all my angels receiving messages. <laughs> That's rather you and me. <laughs> it's you? Okay, great. I, I go into meditation, everything's perfect bliss. I get out, I'm like, oh, fuck this, you know. <laughs> like, what is this peasants? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I am, like. <laughs> and also epic. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm back in here. Yeah. But I, I wanna live an integrated life. Right, I wanna actually vibrate those light codes mm. here when it's needed. Yeah. So embodying the messages that you receive from that yeah. place or from mm. your true nature. And you know what? For me it's messy. I just mm. wish it well, I don't wish that actually. Um, it's messy. My life is messy. My life is intense, but I am alive, mm. feeling and receptive to life. So sometimes she throws me like a curveball that is intense mm. and I'm okay. Mm. It's okay. Survival rate of feeling all that I need to feel 100%. Not my ego, but I feel like that mainly is her teachings. Mm. Can I be alive and present with all that there is without judging it or shaming it? Yeah. There is this part of, so the Magdalene heart, she's always with a jar and that jar has anointment oil. Mm. It says that she anointed Jeshua, mm. Jesus and yeah. The apostles and then is is Mirth? The oil thank yeah. you. Yeah. And then Frankincense? There is see there is this epic thing that when the Queen, for example, got anointed, they won't show that on TV. They will show the coronation but not the anointing bit it's such a sacred ritual mm. that it's been passed on still. Like any image you see of her, you'll see her jar. Mm. But also it's not so much external. That's also like white rose. You can like anointed into, this is now your lineage. Mm. This is now your initiation. And yeah, I don't know where I was going with the, oh, the oil within the anointing oil that goes on your spine. Yeah, yeah. The crystalline oil, again, that kundalini that rises mm. up and it finishes in your crown. Mm. So there is so like external, internal reference. Mm. She's everywhere, all the time. Like there is um, a teaching from Jesus that said, when you have the eyes to see, and the eye to see one is the eye of the heart, but now that you're tapping into her, you'll see her everywhere. She's like mm. everywhere. Mm. She's fascinating. Yeah, I love that. I hope I see her everywhere. <laughs> She's epic. It's um, just invite her in. Can I talk about um, the pain to pleasure capacity? Epic, yeah. Yeah, we touched on it last night, but I wanted to get a little bit more detail. Like, yeah, tell us about the pain to pleasure and the capacity to how they correlate. Um, for me, experiencing, for you, yeah, I um, wouldn't tap into 
pain for such a long time because I had so much mm. that it was actually really, really scary. Mm. I also knew that was the path, but I was like, I just, when am I gonna ever stop feeling it? There was a story attached to my pain. Mm. So now I've learned that the story's there. Cool, I hear it, I listen to it. It's like, okay, that's the story. What else is here? Mm. Show me more. And then I drop deeper and the story dissolves. Now I'm in the emotional body. Mm. And sometimes I can't breathe. I get suffocated because it's so much. But then I need to remember that I'm safe and remember that I'm here and I've got it. And then I go deeper into my pain. And then my pain is so held in a space of love that there is no attachment to me feeling the pain. I'm just feeling it. When the mind gets in it, she tells me to stop, it's too much. But when I surrender with sound, breath and movement, and I call her in, it's like, please be with me. And I feel her. I feel her completely surrounding me and I don't feel alone anymore. Mm. She holds my hand, she holds my heart, she holds my pain body while I go into it because I know it's a path to grace. Mm. So then I go into my pain body and I open gently, I'm not attached to, I just wanna feel it, I just wanna feel it all. Yeah. That's another story. Mm. Why can I feel grace? Why can I feel, it's like, feel your pain. We're not being taught how to feel the pain. So everything within is gonna tell us that we're dying. Mm. The mm. ego is dying. So it does mm. feel like you're dying. Surrender, trust, feel your pain. And the more I'm able to create the space to feel the pain, there is this equal amount of pleasure that I feel in my life. I was, I used to be completely numb. Wow. Now I walk outside and the wind touches my skin and I journey. Like, mm. There is like this exquisite, like the water, I go underwater and it's not just a physical act of going in the water, everything within me is a feeling. And then I wonder how did I live my life not feeling wow. because I wasn't able to feel my pain. Right. There is no space for us to feel it. Where, where do we land that? Mm. Where is the sacredness or woman holding woman and men holding men when they're in pain mm. without trying to fix them? It's sure. like, where, is, where are the churches for the pain and the sadness? Mm. Where are the temples for all of you fucking welcome and mm. all of you is fucking lovable. Mm. Where is that? that? That new alchemized, anchored and exquisite frequency of all of me is okay. Mm. Because then all of you is welcome and all of you and then mm. that's the pleasure, that's the sweetness that I see my brothers and my sisters when they're in pain, the same as when they're in pleasure. Mm. It's exquisite. And not just the, okay, nowadays where do we feel pleasure? When do we feel pleasure? Love making. How long does it really last? Like in a week, if you're sexually active all day, every day, epic. Yeah. If not, you feel pleasure in life mm. in tiny little pockets. Yeah. 
or you must be doing something to actually feel it. Mm. Meditating mm. or meeting some things, right? Walking nature, which are they are pleasurable, mm. but eating food. Yeah, there's there's, there's <laughs> like moments where you oh I feel pleasure, oh I feel pleasure, yeah. oh yeah. when I feel personally when I start to tap into my pain, pleasure is just a way of living mm. because there is like an integration of my pain and my pleasure being met in the middle. Yeah. I also don't go into my pain so I can experience pleasure. Yeah. 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 Like I go into my pain when my pain comes. Yeah. So you I don't, welcome you, you it. don't chase it because no, if, if you chase the pleasure, you have equal amounts of pain. Right? Yeah. yeah. The, it becomes this distorted, yeah. I want it, I need it. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. And it becomes this taker kind of, mm. where it's actually here all the time. Yeah. So you allow it to come up and to feel it when it needs to come up instead of yeah. going after it. Mm. Makes sense. Unless you're in a tantric relationship and yeah. you know that every time you meet, actually when you're in a tantric relationship, most of the time what you do is cry because mm. sexual energy is actually cleansing all that is not love. Mm. And most of the time it's like best of tears or anger, but can you make love to that? Mm. Can we love that? And also bliss, happy, joy, tears, like there is no one is welcome and the other one is not. Right. All your human existence becomes epic. Mm. It's, it's a gift to be here. I feel it's a gift, like yeah. all my life through the traumas and the pain, and I have quite a lot. I do not wish any of that to go away because mm. that's my platform yeah. to remember love and to alchemize it into love. So all this pain that I felt, I can now meet in my heart and I'm alchemizing into, can you imagine the love that I can feel mm. with equal measure to my pain? The capacity for pain is the capacity for pleasure. It's all it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Mm. I love that. It's beautiful. Can you tell us about um, love and light snobs? <laughs> I used to be one. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I can tell you about that. I finally get excited about that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. It's not sorry. Oh yeah, love oh and light snobs. Yeah. Maybe snobs is a bad word, but you know what I mean, like love and light. Yeah. Mm, I was love and light because I do have a lot of compassion for my love and light era. Mm. because I didn't know how to tap into the other side, my humanness. Yeah. But I, I have met people that vibrate so high that it's natural for them to be in the love and light. Mm. But I also met them and they cannot function in the world. Mm. They're great on their property, on their own, doing their thing, which is... Epic. It's like the mystic in the cave who has to yeah. in society, they just can't integrate. Mm. Yeah, they just can't integrate and everything becomes a battle. Mm. I mean, I've got a lot of unresolved issues with systems, yeah. like religious systems, um, economic systems, like school systems. But I am part of this well. Mm. And I know like hunger, child trafficking, child abuse, like mm. humans, it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. But I don't want to escape this well. 
I don't want to just be my love and my light mm. because there is pain in this earth. And I feel like when I feel it, I can do something about it. If I'm just up here observing it, Mm. Disassociating from it because it's not real. There is only love and light. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? True. I'm, I'm sorry about my swearing. Okay. But it's, I love that it's your truth. Mm. But if we're doing this together as humanity, mm. please be in this world. Please be here. Please love the pain that there is mm. so we can do something about it. Bring your love and your light into here. Yeah. Because it's really good, like I moved to Denmark, it's great to be in this cocoon. But there is a big world out there and there is a lot of... Like this transition into the 5D mm. epic. Yeah. Can you bring it here, please? Mm. We need you. To, tra to transform that pain into light? Or? Yeah. yeah. And not only your pain, but like our fellow yeah. Yeah. humans. Mm, like acts of service and giving love to the different Yeah, humans. and if you're so good at channeling love and light, please go to the places where it's needed. Give it away, yeah. Because it reminds me of Jesus, Mary Maitland, and the disciples going into the towns where the lepers were. Yeah. The leprosy and people would just outcast them, kick them into their own communities, a fear of that was contagious, but they went in there and they would feed them, heal them, spend time with them, eat with them. That's the one. And that's what the true light is, is giving yeah. and serving, not escaping and living in your temple of love and light while the world is technically burning. Yeah, mm. and, and there is this huge wave of the new age. Mm. Anchor down, mm. anchor that love and light here mm. so we can all ascend together. Because it's all great that we hold communities and we just keep it there because we all think the same and feel the same and it's mm. epic. Yeah. And then go out there and like share that. That's the meaning of life right there. Yeah, and I feel that for you to do that authentically, mm. you can't just be in the love and the light. Mm. You need to look at your shit. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise you're going to judge it on somebody else. And not only that, but it's going to explode when it comes out. And mm. it will leak unhealthily. Mm. Because we're not... If I was meant to be here, this is why I realized when I was in my love and light stage, I'm still I'm. I love mm. it. Yeah, but yeah. also I love my other side. Mm. Um, when I've realized that if I was meant to be a 5D being, vibrating high all the time, I wouldn't have chosen to reincarnate in my humanness. Mm. My soul would have chose to be in a different exactly. cosmos or, or doing something different. Mm. I could even be like an elemental, mm. but I, I didn't choose that. My soul, the wisdom of my soul didn't choose that. Mm. She chose to be here and experience what I had to experience. And the love and the light are epic. Mm. But so is, is the suffering in humans. Mm. Like that thing that anchors us to this air that we actually need to heal. There is, I hope I don't know the, the mark here, That's but right. there is a lot of people that were saying Denmark, indigenous people won't come here because it was massacres here. So it's a lot of density. And then they will say, oh, why would you go to Denmark? There is a lot of like, 
bad stuff in yeah. Denmark. And it's like, well, it's massacres. They were in a lot of places. Well, Can I anchor my love and light there? Yeah. Can I go and feel that grief? And can mm. I bring my love? Because I'm here now mm. into those places. Not that I'm going to heal that, but I can just be me there. And yeah. can I be okay with... I'm actually a bit obsessed about finding the places where these massacres... Mm. I hope to find an indigenous person that will tell me if I'm doing the right thing or not. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just go and do it love and light. I will hit it all. Mm. I want to learn the culture and the processes of, and if I can, I just can't. Yeah. But there is a, a calling within me that is like, can I be with the reality that human beings have killer with them? And can I go there and acknowledge the past and also feel the possibility of the future in one spot? It's beautiful. How can I bring yeah. my love and my light without acknowledging the past and the past is nasty mm -hmm. it was like savage mm -hmm. in all cultures like this earth has been like each indigenous have been slaughtered and their teachings and their connection to the planet do i trust god do i trust the love and the light do i trust the goddess that everything happened the way it should happen so we're here now mm -hmm. Was it painful? Yes. Can I look at it? Yes. Can I fucking love it? Yes. Can I alchemize it? Fuck yes. Mm. But if I just stay here yeah. and I don't want to go to the places that are sacred, mm. why? Why can you go there? Yeah. Why do we need to separate people that are attached to love and light or people that are attached to, oh, he's not love light enough. She's not doing ritual. I don't mm -hmm. think she's much herself. But all these new age tools that are coming in, epic. Mm. But they borrow from all different cultures. They do. Like, what do you do? Do you know where the sage that you're smudging comes from? Do you plant sage? Do you connect to the earth? Do you connect to the shit that you have to put in the earth for the sage to actually grow? Mm. Like, nothing grows without darkness. Yeah. Mm. It's like, can you? Like, get your hands dirty mm. in that deep, dark, rich fucking soil and mm. plant the sage that will grow with the light. Yes. Kao Jung. Oh, epic. Okay. Yeah. And then smudge yourself. Mm. But do you honor the religion and do you honor the indigenous and do you honor that they got slaughtered because within us there is savage? Mm. Anyway, I... Yeah. I go a little bit deeper into it, That's but perfect. you buy a sage stick and it's not just about saging. What are you feeling when you're doing it? What do you think you need to be cleansed? What are you cleansing? Yeah. Or are you just robotically doing things because they're new age and you see people doing it, so it must look cool. True. <laughs> I agree with that. What is, like what is behind that? What were they cleaning from? Dark yeah. energies. What is that? If it's only love and light, what do you mean there's dark energies? Mm. What do they need to cleanse? Yes. Fucking question everything. Yeah. Mm. I get a bit like passionate about it. No, that's that. a good point. It's a very good point. Because spirituality can become like the new school religion where people just follow doctrines and traditions without really knowing or questioning what it is they're doing. Yeah. And knowledge is the foundation of like our being. Mm. You get knowledge into experience, into wisdom, into embodiment, into enlightenment eventually. Kill. Yeah. And where the roots of these teachings have come from, you know? 
Yes, like the ancient wisdom, like dig deeper. Mm -hmm. um, it, it can become a spiritual bypass. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I've done it. Yeah, I love a good bypass. I've, I've done it because it was easier mm. to just love and like myself instead of actually mm. being real with what I was feeling. Yeah, that's being honest with yourself and confronting those aspects of where you're, you feel fear and you feel scared to yeah. confront. And it takes a lot of courage and bravery to do that. It really does. It's like, it's an epic path. Yeah. But it's like... It's, it's a little bit hardcore, <laughs> yeah. but I, I want to know, like, I want to know all that there is to know. I want to mm. feel it. Can you also tell us about some things that Mary Madeline has told you in channel? Okay. When it comes to things happening in the house or just when you've not made a mistake, but when you're doing something that she can give you a little reminder. I made mistakes. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. can <laughs> say that, like epic mistakes. Yeah. Mm, I had an altar. I'm an altar snob. I love altars. I feel like they're actually portals where you will anchor the energy and you'll feed your altar with flowers, awareness, prayers. Mm. And sometimes when you don't want to do that, the altar will actually feed you. So there is this dance again, this tantric communion between mm. an altar and yourself. Right, and I used to put the Magdalene on the altars mm. because I felt like I wanted more. I wasn't enough. I'm following a spiritual path. So I did it thinking that I was doing the right thing. I done an altar for the Magdalene. And it's like, cool, I'm going to experience my own Magdalene. Mm. So... It was right, but it was wrong. It's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to question, the, oh, this is what I teach women. Mm. Why are you here? What do you want from her mm. that you think is going to be external coming in? Mm. And then when you know the answer to that, it's like, great, get her off the altar. Put yourself in the altar. Let's go. Mm. Where is within you the barrier that you cannot feel that? So mm. she's... On the outside altar, she was yeah. the remembering, because I knew, I remember this, like, lifetimes. This sounds very glamorous, but it's, it was intense. Lifetimes of walking, and I had sandals, and I'm in sun, and I'm walking next to Jeshua, but what I was feeling was so intense, yeah. and that, like, glamorized life, like, past, they're usually traumatic. Yeah. Like, I can go into my life past regression and it's like I usually die. Like mm. I hold a lot of pain. Yeah. Anyway, I carry on. But <laughs> I had put so much effort into an external mm. representation of my divinity mm. that I was teaching the codes of the Magdalene to the woman and her frame picture everywhere in my altar you look was an altar. Yeah. Everywhere in my house, there was like lots of different altars. Mm. And this huge frame of her just smashed. Fair there was like, she was fine, and then smashed. All my figurines, like my Egyptian figurines that follow the lineage of the Magdalene, they just broke. Wow. And I had the biggest meltdown in my life. Like, I, I broke. Mm. And my first reaction was, I am so love and light that that's my... 
dark force, dark force. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, actually, what am I giving my power away to something external? Her teachings, her frequency comes through me, mm. as me, for me. Mm. So it's this like dance within matter and spirituality. And then I've done a live video on my membership with a woman. And I was sobbing, it's like I can't teach anymore. I can't teach you anymore to do altars. Everything that I've been teaching until now mm. is not true. I just had this epiphany and I'm gonna mm. actually lose a lot of you because I cannot teach this anymore. Wow. And each single woman actually giggled. I went, Rose, but this is what you teach. Mm. Like my perception of what I was teaching wasn't what, I, I, it was like trippy. Yeah. It's like, Rose, you only teach about our heart and our divinity. You don't teach about nothing external. Mm. But there was a realization for me that I love her image. And then she came through and she's like, sit with me at the table as a sister, mm. as a friend. Sit with me, not as someone underneath me or beneath me, or someone that needs to seek for something bigger. Sit with me as, like I said, my sister. Anything. Let's go. And mm. since then, we have this epic relationship. Mm. Like it's within me, but it's also external. Mm. Like I said, like yesterday we were talking and sometimes I look at my sisters and they transform into Mary Magdalene. And it's like, oh my God, because wow. there is no difference between mm. the frequency of the Magdalene and the frequency of my sister's hearts. Mm. They're it, the same. They're the same thing. Mm. And sometimes oh, wow. they shape shift and mm. it's like, are you here? Who am I talking to? Wow. And they say, and it's, it's just epic. Wow. It's a trippy journey where the veil between the reality and the spiritual realm just disappears because she's so here. Mm. She's so palpable. She's so willing mm. to be tapped into and she shows herself in in different forms yeah, yeah. and and different frequencies and you mm. know because you're fully surrounded by grace mm. i love that she's epic yeah. like I, i'm a fan yeah. i know you can tell I, I, but i'm a fan as well um can i ask you about language see si. and the word cunt oh my god <laughs> how it's been used as like a derogatory term when in actual fact it's all right. Not meant to be that at all, you know? <laughs> so, no. They, they, I love it. Because I know sometimes that word comes out of my mouth, and but I really feel it. Like, I yeah. feel it from, like, my insides. Like, oh, I shouldn't be saying that. It's like, actually, hang on. So I question, what was that resonance in my body? Mm. So when I said the word can't, um, there was something in my body that was vibrating, like, it's like, why is this, like, so why is this so good? So I Google mm. um, the the hi not the history, but the roots of the word Kant, and mm. the word Kant goes back into the feminine power, mm. like Kant and Kali. Kali, like everybody depicts Kali as this destroyer that will just rip the ego's head off, which she does, but she's mm. also the most loving, incredible dark mother energy mm. that will hold any part of you, of you that you don't feel is lovable mm. or that you deem as shameful. Mm. Kali will help you love that wow. fiercely. 
like she will destroy any ideas, thoughts, beliefs to actually get you there as a fucking warrior of truth mm. and love that. And Kant and Kali, and then Kant has the Yoni. Mm. So again, the religions were the woman's Yoni. Yoni is the sacred Sanskrit word for vulva. Yeah. So they all come from the same place. So the mm. resonance, when you, words are spells, right? Yeah. So when I was saying, I didn't say that often, but yeah. um, you see, I still have some shame. Can you see how I'm trying to make a joke around the word? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there is still like, and then I went into the rabbit hole and it all led back to who? The Magdalena. Mm. So if, now you know, but if you look at churches, if you drive around going back to Perth and you see old churches, even the one here in Denmark, their doors are actually shaped like the entrance of a vagina mm. because that was the sacred, the cunt yeah. was the sacred place to holiness. Mm. Watch the church, like have a look. Wow. Cathedrals, it's like yeah, even I, I see it now. Yeah. The, um, the fish that says follow Jesus mm. or I found Jesus, something yeah. like that. Yeah. If you turn it, it's the vulva and the Lexus prayer. Oh, so it's wow. all this symbology right. that through, I didn't make this up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually research a lot. Yeah. I could, because I do sometimes. But, because um, I get downloads, but there is so much that leads back to the origin of the church, mm. a place of sacredness. Wow. And the word can't is one of those things that we don't know and we shame it. Mm. And again, Care curious. What does it feel in your body like you shouldn't be saying that? Well, I, what I, is that? I find it suspicious though that like certain words have been used as derogatory terms, like yeah. in movies by Hollywood and things like that, they get caught on by society, like the word cunt and how um it's a negative connotation or, or an insult where it's sort of like it's shaming yeah. the sacred vagina or womb or the sacred feminine. Yeah, the sacred feminine. And even in movies you see people use Jesus Christ as a um as a slang word or, or a swear word or like a... Yeah, Jesus. Know? Jesus Christ. You couldn't, yeah. do, you couldn't do that about anyone else's religion. Like imagine if you were use a different, different religions, God or yeah. Godhead, at, as a derogatory term. In Indonesia, you would get killed if you used the word Allah out of term mm. or the Prophet Muhammad out of term. Like, That's incredible. Yeah. I'm going to put another word in that. Okay. Epic. Um, yeah, but that's, that's imprinted in our psyche. Mm. It's like this this keep dropping drops of we don't even know why and i find that the path of spirituality is questioning these things mm. that's true question mm. like where I, I find the fascinating like taking the shame out of it and giving it its true origins yeah and and mm. teach the next generation about it like yeah. i i my daughter has no sacred sexuality and they know like magic of, of the blood and the womb and what mm. it does and what it represents. And I just caught it because I can feel my 12 year old starting to go into womanhood. Yeah. And she just like, she's still a bit like, uh, now my two year old will just go, yeah, great. I'm bleeding. Epic. Yeah. First time I connect the goddess and earth because yeah. that's what happens on the menarch, the first blood, also mm. Magdalene teachings. But there used to be temples 
of the sacred divine feminine where mm. they will take young women to teach them about the mysteries of the womb mm. and they will be the seekers the leaders they will be the the seers because mm. the first time we bleed is the first time we're connecting cosmos to earth right we become the portal we become the holders of life. Mm. We can give life. Who else can give life? God. So we become mm. the mirror image of God. Mm. And for hundreds and thousands of years, we remember that, that the feminine body mm. was the mirror of God. God gives life, so the woman. Mm. There was no separation. Yeah. And I men protected that. Mm. I remember in Egypt, they have um, the man being held by the woman, as in the woman is holding and nurturing and taking care of and behind the man as a power. In yeah. Egypt. And the Egyptian seers or the seer girls were the most powerful prophets and seers and connections. Mm. They, had, they could remote view and see into the future or see distant lands from Egypt. That's how they had that, that power had to see it. Soldiers are coming thousands of miles away because the seer girls could see that before it would happen, which is amazing, right? To be that pure. Really that incredible, clear. yeah. Yeah. And that is still available. Like mm. the temples in Egypt imprinted something in the ether where we can now tap into it and bring the teachings back. That is still here also, the yeah. path of the Magdalene. Everything is the That's Magdalene. True. But I hear that the hieroglyphs in Egypt, those little symbols you look at, you can look at those things, meditate on them, and you can begin to re remote view and pull from the Akashic records what the original meaning was. Yep. So I think it's every symbol, every picture is worth a thousand words and every symbol is worth a thousand pictures. Not a Zach Mark quote. That's <laughs> but, um, amazing. That's what, that's what they're intended to do. When you look at them, you can pull that information in. And some people, when they go, who are tapped into that or past life, go into those yeah. temples and they'll have visions or they'll be hit with things. And some people can even go a little bit crazy because they can't handle the incoming power. Yeah. But those who are in alignment with it get incredible visions and they don't leave that place the same anymore. They, they actually even closed down a lot of the mm. tourist spots in Egypt because they didn't want people accessing that knowledge or that information. So... You can't go into the tunnels and the pyramids anymore. You can't even yeah. you can't even touch them. It's all fenced off because there's actual powers that you can tap into when mm. you're going yeah. into those places. Yeah. Even people can view the pyramids and they break into a vision or they break into a they just start crying because they're just getting a huge download from the energy there. I mean, come yeah. on! How can this? This is like frothing. Yeah, <laughs> so I got it's to like to Egypt. it's all available to us. Yeah, mm. yeah. Angela that is was so good. about that. Yeah. 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 I have a selfish spot for Egypt because my dad is from Egypt. So I'm yeah. always kind of like Egyptian mysteries. Mm. It's like yeah. next level. The most amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon we should wrap up there. That's a good like two hours, I think. Oh. That was amazing. I, I want to I wanna yeah, yeah. leave it with one question. Um, mm -hmm. What I asked you before. I'm like, what, um, what motivates you to keep going through life? And when you asked before, and it's like, how can you not? And then you tell, do you ever want to give up? And it's like, yeah, almost every day. Yeah. It's like, sometimes it's like so much that it's like, oh, I just don't know if I'm ever going to stop feeling or like it's intense. And then how can you not keep feeling and knowing? How can you not, once you... It's like once you taste honey, once you taste the nectar of life, mm. 
how can you not want to keep drinking from that? Yes. How can you not want to become more of that? Mm. It's, it's a calling. It's not about me anymore. It's about remembering. Yeah, it's answering the call. Mm. And once you like go, yes, hello, it's like, ah, now you're in. <laughs> it's like you're, you're in. And mm. I don't like give up, but there is times when I give myself some space to actually chill out just actually integrate right so i don't want to become an obsessive seeker that actually i'm seeking so much that you burn yourself out i just i'm not here yeah mm. and then i have huge like moments and then i need to actually integrate them and then it's like i don't know if i want to keep going with this because it's a lot there yeah and then but how can you not? Because when I come out on the other side, I just, like I said, I meet God again mm. in completely different eyes. And I meet myself again. And I become more of myself than I have ever been. So I keep going. And what gives me the impulse to keep going is like, who am I? Mm. And I know it's like, That's who beautiful. am I? But who am I? Yeah. Who am I really? Mm. Underneath all this, I like... Who am I? Mm. And every time I go into the process and the feeling and the emotion and the grace, it's like, ah, this is who I am. <laughs> Shit, I forgot. And then again, I become somewhere new. It's, I find it fascinated. Yeah. It's, it's like, I know that for the rest of my life, this is my process. Yeah. It's like the remembrance of who am I? Because mm. there was a split in there from creator. And then it was exciting because we get to experience who we are as us. And there is also this like, oh shit, I'm on my own, like this separation. But then every time you remember creator, how can you not keep going? Mm. How can you not want to feel and experience life? How? What, what else would you do? I don't know. You're a seeker, right? Yeah. What else are we going to do? I don't know. I, yeah. I cannot live my life without knowing deeper parts of myself yeah. or loving and creating more expansion to love more. Mm. Yes. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to play a game real quick? See. Si. Okay, good. Hold on. This is my favorite game. Cool, we're not really strangers. Oh, okay. You got that? I got it. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is good. <laughs> I was a bit excited. So there's, like, there's three levels to it. Okay, okay. So we're, we're going to choose. Choose just one card out of these. Mm -hmm. Choose mm -hmm. one of these. So I just pick any of them? This one. Yep. I got level two. You got level three. Perfect. I'm going to ask each other these questions. This is really good. And I got one from level one as well. So we'll, we'll start with level one. Work away. Thank you, sir. I don't know why I'm hiding my, like, don't look at my car. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the question. <laughs> I am competitive. Yeah, there's three levels. It's yeah. a sharing game. So this is level one. Yeah. I'm going to start with this. Okay, I'm going to ask both of you this question. Do I seem like someone who would get a name tattooed on myself? Why or, or why not? <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insult. But <laughs> Jesus. Jesus? Okay. That's okay. Um, okay, you go, you go. It depends if it's a very significant, like, Person. for you. Yeah. Okay. Do you reckon I would do that? 
if it's, if it's something that big commitment man yeah will switch up your whole life oh really like yeah. then then possibly you'll do it because you don't have any tattoos on you no tattoos yeah yeah. Um, Put in my own name. Yeah, <laughs> it would have to be of like deep significance to you. Okay. Yeah, I like that answer. Cool. All right. Now this is level two. But what about her answer? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think a name, mm. but a symbol, absolutely. Mm. Like a, a symbol key name. I don't know if I see you tattooing. A symbol, yeah. A symbol. Like I, a I, name. I, I could do a symbol. Yeah. If I met my twin flame, I would do a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Like names, I think, like maybe in the 80s, I had one and then I had to cover it. Oh, really? It's yeah. a no go. But a like, logo? Oh dear. <laughs> now I have a dragon. But <laughs> a dragon. Okay, here we go. Level two. Uh huh. What has been your earliest recollection of happiness? Oh, okay, cool. I, my earliest one, like the earliest memory of happiness yeah. is like in northern Spain and there was like this field of barley and when the sun mm. hits it, it's like an ocean of wow. gold and I just ran through it. I got in a lot of trouble, but while That's I was amazing. running through it, it was like, that was happiness. Huh? Why do you get in trouble for that? That seems like it's a beautiful oh, Because thing to do. The, the barley needs to be harvested oh, okay. to actually create mm. flour. To yeah. eat, and when somebody runs through it and destroys it, no flour, no bread. Oh, fair enough. Big trouble. Yeah. But it was epic. It was worth it. Yeah. It was, it was like it. I felt happiness. Yeah. What about you, man? I'm just reflecting on it right now. Yeah. Um, I think when I used to go to my fa my family's house, uh, Sahar's house, mm. when I used to go Your there, cousin? yeah, mm. um, it was like happy like I was joyful to go and play to go and do what I want to do as a kid just mm. just live my life and have fun and like play games you know mm. um, yeah it's amazing well, who wants to go first you want to read your card what parts of yourself do you see in me this is good mm. you go first I see the parts where um, the courageous part, where you've looked at your shit, mm. like the parts where I don't want to look at. That's that's what you're reflecting to me. So the warrior part, the part it's like I'm here, I'm courageous, I'm brave, I'm gonna look at this, and I'm not scared to look at it and integrate it. That's that's what you reflect back to me. That yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I can't top that. <laughs> Yes, you can. Um, it's not about the top. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm competing. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, like I love, I see the joy and enthusiasm for life, and the seeking of God and more knowledge, all the time. Mm. I see that, and I really revere that in every human being, but especially you. Mm. Okay, so it's your remembering, like yeah. how epic you are as a seeker. Yeah, yeah, but you're an epic seeker. <laughs> Because your energy is so like, like just vibrating, like energetic, mm. exciting energy. Like yes, mm. like I'm here. Like let's go. Like I, I love yeah. that. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Let's go. Through level three. Okay. So, um, I'll ask you: How does one earn your vulnerability? Have I earned it? How can I earn more? Yes. Yesterday, you were so beautifully sharing 
that it was no like it wasn't even a question of sharing something deep yeah. it was like here it is yeah it's like oh you got me like when you can share something that is yours that is not gonna be shamed yeah i'm i'm done forever mm. for the rest of our life we could be mates because i can trust that yeah Mm. Like you, you could end my vulnerability when you share your vulnerability. Mm. Like there's a part of me that goes, oh, epic. Like, beautiful. Mm. How beautiful. You've got it. Yes, yeah. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was instant connection. I, mm. I didn't feel any resistance towards you. Yeah. Beautiful. And for you, Brett. How do I earn my vulnerability? It's a tough one because I'm very analytical, so like I'll be analyzing things. <laughs> I'm gonna tell someone else, you know. <laughs> um, I think I'd just be more so you being vulnerable and mm. a safe space to open up with. Yeah. So if I open up to this person, are they going to hold that space and accept accept what I'm gonna say and be vulnerable in return, or am I gonna be speaking to a, a wall or someone who's not going to reciprocate? So for me, it's the feeling of um being safe and, re and reciprocated. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Safety. Yeah. 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 If you don't open up, or in my experience, no, open up and over to someone who's not going to be willing to hold that space. Because mm. you open up and you have, your wounds are now open and then the person might be like, eh. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good for you, mate. You know? <laughs> See you later. Yeah, won't listen to you, won't acknowledge you. Yeah, you or judge you. You'll be held in that space, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Boss. Beautiful. So All right. good. That's a wrap. All Thank right. you so much. Thank you for Thank the, you so much. Yeah, the connection, the conversation, the the experiences that you went through and the wisdom and knowledge that you shared as well. Mm. It's profound. Thank you. 